This true first-person story was recorded in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. It was told in May for our special Top Notch event, where we bring back the best stories of the past 12 months worth of shows. Hillary's story was so popular the first time, we just wanted to hear it again. And hey, if you want to learn how to tell your best story, sign up on our Hong Kong Stories Meetup page, like us on Facebook, or go to hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now, here's Hillary. Games are not entertainment. Games are rehearsals for real life. Games are how we teach children to be, to get along with others, to be competitive, to be not sore losers, to be gracious victors. I would argue that games are where you can learn just about everything you need to know about adult life. But sometimes you're not playing the game. Sometimes the game is playing you, or in this case, me. Chapter one, Monopoly. My first boyfriend, who I didn't even really admit was my boyfriend, was named Bill. He was a very nice guy. I liked him, but I really liked that he liked me. <laughs> and in the end, nice guys finish last. And so he was kind to me, and I was rude to him, eventually discarding him back into the pile. On my next lap around the dating game board, my second boyfriend was also named Bill. He was terrible. Many lessons were learned, even if only temporarily. I played high school tennis, and one of my teammates was named Billy. I didn't date him, but I did spend every afternoon with him. And in this analogy of my dating or my life being like the game of Monopoly, I just felt like I kept going around and around the board each time with variations of the same opponent. <laughs> I definitely was not collecting $200 with every lap. If anything, I was paying it out to the family therapist. Chapter two, shoots and ladders. My college boyfriend's name was Zane. Zane was perfect. He was tall, on the football team, and he really liked me. Actually, I thought he liked my friend Deanne until one day he took me to the top of the boys' dorm and told me that he really enjoyed my company. We had actually climbed ladders to reach the pinnacle of our puppy love. From that moment onward, everyone knew that we would live happily ever after. I was sure that graduation day would be followed by wedding bells. And then he broke up with me. <laughs> this was a steep shoot down to the bottom of depression land. And then he would call a ladder right back up. And then he would date other people, a shoot back down again. He was always still around though. He would help me get challenging tasks done like paint the highest cabinets in my kitchen that I couldn't reach or he would oddly send me my favorite flowers on Valentine's Day. But he would still date other people. One of them was my neighbor, which wasn't awkward at all. <laughs> we graduated and he moved away and would still call. 
And then eventually I moved away and one day I called him to tell him that I was engaged. This was a new kind of ladder up for me. And then I wasn't, so that was a shoot back down again. <laughs> and then after a while he called me to tell me that he was engaged and invite me to his wedding. I didn't go. A year or so went by and he called me to tell me that marriage is hard. <laughs> we had been up and down these dating shoots and ladders so many times that as I exited the game board, I wished him luck on the birth of his first child with his wife in his hard marriage. <laughs> Chapter three. Monopoly again, but this time the special collector's item edition. <laughs> One day at work, we had a dog demonstration from the sheriff's department for Red Ribbon Week. I recognized one of the deputies because I went to high school with him. His name was Steve Number One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I said hello and we chatted. A few months later we were dating. It got very serious, hence the aforementioned engagement. And with the same amount of intensity, it ended. It was devastating. He rebounded by marrying someone else for 30 days. <laughs> and I crawled into an emotional hole for a year. When I emerged from my hole, I went straight out to a bar and met a total stranger on the dance floor named Steve Number Two. <laughs> so remember when I dated Bill Number Two and I said that I had learned some lessons temporarily? I said that because I had to learn all those dating lessons again by playing Dating Monopoly again and by dating a terrible person again, all the while with the same name as the person who came before him again. <laughs> yeah, I should have been a pro at this by now. Like, isn't it widely accepted that sequels are rarely better than the original? <laughs> so six months later, I'm in a bar. And a funny guy chats me up. Funny is good. He introduces himself over the blaring music. Wh what? I'm sorry. <laughs> of course. Your name is Steve number three. <laughs> at this point, I feel like my life is laughing at me. Sure, these are great stories to tell my girlfriends, but like enough is enough. So Steve number three is confused and mildly offended at my reaction to him just introducing himself. <laughs> so I reply, but actually I yell because it's so loud in the bar. I can't go out with you. <laughs> um, it's a long story, but uh, well, you would be the third Steve in a row for me. I'm striking out. Odds aren't in your favor. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself that I've learned all the lessons and I have potentially avoided disaster. I cave. I went out with him. Only once. Chapter 
four. <laughs> Losing track of where I am. Chapter four, whack-a-mole. For those of you who don't know, whack-a-mole is a game where little groundhog-like things pop up out of holes and you have to whack them back down. <laughs> the longer the game goes on, the faster they pop up and the faster you have to whack them back down. There are three moles. <laughs> they all work at the same high school. One is a speech therapist, one is a teacher and coach, and one is the principal. I dated the speech therapist first. And then I broke up with him at 2.30 p.m. on a Wednesday so that I could go out on a double date with the teacher coach that same night. <laughs> my, my craftiness could not escape karma. It turns out that the other girl on the double date is the best friend of the speech therapist with whom I have just broken up. You see what I mean? Whack-a-mole. <laughs> so the teacher coach, there's this mole who will pop up over and over for years, literally. Uh, it's a carbon copy of the same drama I have already lived with my college boyfriend, complete with the calls and the life is hard, dating is hard, almost having a baby is hard, and I'm about to get married and that's hard. So up and down I go again, again, feeling like the universe is laughing at me. So where is the third mole, you ask? Remember, he's the principal. He pops up, but less frequently. Truth be told, I wouldn't mind if he popped up more often. Not now, but eventually. It would complete yet another of my dating life cycles. Another opportunity for the universe to test me. I went to high school with the principal, just like I went to high school with Steve number one. In fact, they are brothers. <laughs> More specifically, they are identical twins. <laughs> yeah. Epilogue. Go fight, win. Anyone who knows me knows that I like to win. And if I have to lose, I go down fighting. In my high school PE class, we all had to learn to wrestle. And I always had to wrestle the strongest girl in our class named Sandy Nunes, and she was a year older than me. She would take me down over and over and over, like I remember the gym just turning sideways over and over again. But she never pinned me. And she used to say, Hillary, you're like a fish. You just wiggle and squirm until you get back up again. So that's me, getting back up again when dating life has knocked me down. But I feel like I'm about ready for a victory lap. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you want to know more about learning to tell great stories, visit us at hongkongstories.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and keep an eye out for our weekly podcast published every Wednesday. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>